0: From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
1: my name the
2: There's a very simple question that the Baltimore Ravens need to answer right now. Are you going to pay Lamar or are you going to start over? That is the core of this entire conversation. Because I don't believe there's value to be had for Lamar. You've got to accept the fact that you've got a superstar in the league. Go pay the man. And if you don't believe that, then you have to accept that you're willing to start over in a division with Joe Burrow. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Harry Douglas. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Harry still has the bolo tie on. If you're watching us in the ESPN app, I, I, I genuinely respect the commitment to the bolo tie. Like, there's been no tie loosening. The cowboy hat is on. Are you going to wear a cowboy hat? Ad- How many cowboy hats does Harry Douglas own?
1: Uh, probably around 10. I have about 10 of them.
2: Is it weird that the guy that made a living playing country music doesn't own a single cowboy hat? And then, you know, the the guy that played in the NFL owns 10 of them?
1: You You don't have cowboy boots either or belt belt buckles? No, I don't have a
2: big big old belt buckle. Like, no, I I definitely don't have a belt buckle. What about cowboy boots? I used to have a pair of cowboy boots. And the funny thing is all my buddies like what? when we would go around and my buddies are like cowboy boots are so comfortable, I'm like, Have you ever tried shoes? Shoes are comfortable. Cowboy boots, not comfortable. Shoes, comfortable. See how well, that works? Now-
1: well, you, you can't get the pointy cowboy boots. You have to get the square square-toed ones. No, no you got to get the square-toed ones. Right? The ones. Yeah. yeah,
2: no, definitely. I had a pair of square-toed uh, boots that I wore for like a decade every once in a while. And then every time I would take them off, I'd be like, oh, my God, my feet, my feet feel so happy. <laughs> right? Like, every time I take off my, you know, Ghostbusters Reebok shoes, I don't think, oh, my God, my feet feel so happy. I feel that way every time I take off my, my boots. Like, you can't genuinely tell me. Like, wearing boots is like putting on a pair of underwear that are three sizes too tight and just hoping you can make it through the day like nothing i ain't making it through that day boss sorry (laughs) (laughs) now that yet again every hour i try to make everybody uncomfortable (laughs) uh let's go ahead and have a conversation here about lamar and the ravens because uh this thing isn't over by the way we all know the game isn't over till it's over so next time your car breaks down don't call it quits Head to eBay Motors. They've got 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. That's the simple thing that the, the Ravens need to decide. Are they, are they ready to ride? With with Lamar because there's no in between on this. Like you're either going to go out and pay the man in the same division as uh, Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson, who you know uh, two separate conversations. Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, is being paid like he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and there is an ex- expectation that he's going to go out there and, and play better. I think the the Browns would expect that. Browns fans expect that. You're either going to go out and you're going to pay Lamar so you can compete with these guys, or you're starting the whole thing over. Like, there isn't a value version of Lamar anymore, and there shouldn't be luck. Like, Lamar has too much proof of concept. Like, you got a guy, so either reward your guy, pay your guy, or, to, or decide you're going to start over, and that is a scary proposition, man.
1: Yeah, I think the right thing for the Baltimore Ravens as an organization to do is to go ahead and pay Lamar and give him his money, and I will say this. You look at the first year, year before last, when he got hurt, they were the number one team in the AFC until Lamar Jackson got hurt, and then they didn't even make the playoffs that year. You look at last year, they were the, number, they were the uh, top team in the AFC North when Lamar Jackson got hurt. Now, they didn't win the North, but they still made the playoffs. But you heard a lot of players within that game versus the Cincinnati Bengals say, hey, if we had Lamar Jackson, we easily would have won this football game. So the proof is in the pudding for this team and for this organization that Lamar Jackson is the quarterback for their organization and for their team. They just have to do the right thing by him and give him the money and not disrespect him and give him an a, a, a offer that makes him disgruntled. Give him an offer that he can work with, and then you go from there.
2: Hear me out on this. It's almost, it's a little like the Justin Herbert conversation. Like, I don't think Justin Herbert is anywhere near where Patrick Mahomes is, but you got a guy, and you got a guy that that is incredible and that can put you into the conversation every year. I'm not sure that Lamar Jackson right now, if I had to trust one quarterback for the next five years in the AFC, not named Patrick Mahomes, it's Joe Burrow. So I would put Joe Burrow in a, a, you know, at, at the upper echelon. If Lamar isn't there, and I don't know, like I think he probably is, but if he isn't there, he's right on that line. So it's a little like Justin Herbert. You go out, you pay your guy because he gives you a chance, right? If you look across this this division, Deshaun becomes very interesting because his cap hit next year is 55 million bucks a year until 2027. Like the 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 Browns went all in on a quarterback that we've seen very little of that now is going to have to come out and above and beyond the personal issues, he's going to have to come out and play at an epic Super Bowl caliber level to ever justify what they gave up in trade and what they've given up in money for him. And and if the if he does that, if the Browns end up getting the version of Deshaun we saw a few years ago, then you've got this this juggernaut of quarterbacks in the draft. They're going to become incredibly difficult to compete with year in and year out.
1: Yeah, and, and you look at Deshaun Watson in the year he was able to have last year, not up to his standards or his liking, but we knew some things like that were going to transpire a little bit of rusty because he hasn't played football in so long, right? Only completing about 58% of his passes. That's not Deshaun Watson-like. Also, I'm used to Deshaun Watson being able to improvise and utilize his legs in a way that not many guys in the National Football League can. We didn't see too much of that as well. So moving forward, now he has an offseason where he can be embedded within the offense Be around the guys at all times, uh, uh, go through training camp, and then be there for the start of the regular season. And if he can get back to the play that we've seen him at before, he, you know. had that absence from, from the National Football League, then you're talking about a division with three quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson, you're also looking at Joe Burrow, and then you're looking at Deshaun Watson. And you got Kenny Pickett, but he's up and coming. But those three guys, I think that's up an echelon if those guys can all play at a very, very high level.
2: Yeah, but that also speaks to what you know you're competing against. Like I, I will genuinely contend for, for quite a long time The part of the reason that Derek Carr and the Raiders needed to part ways was because – if you're Derek Carr, you needed a better opportunity. Uh, yes, I believe that. But if you're the Raiders, you were also looking around, saying, "Man, w- w- this isn't getting any better. This isn't getting any easier for us." And we don't have we don't have a Mahomes or Justin Herbert. We need to start this whole thing over. Now there are layers to that conversation as to why in the, all the entire division or the entire roster, I should say. But if you are Baltimore, you've got to look around right now and say, "Well, we you don't have, have a if, if we don't have a Watson." And, and if Watson turns out to be who he was, and we don't have a Joe Burrow. Man, what chance do we have in that division? Like you're going to bank on a young guy to come in and turn out to be one of
1: those guys? That's that's asking a lot in this situation, right? I think that's also putting a lot of pressure on your defense, and we've seen that defense at times last year play very well, but we also seen that defense at times last year be the reason why the Baltimore Ravens did lose games. So I think now when you do it that way, you're putting a lot more pressure on your your defense. You're also putting a lot more pressure on the skill position players, the lack of that you actually have at the moment, as well as your offensive line, and then that much more pressure on Todd Munkin, who you just brought in as your offensive coordinator. You have Lamar Jackson there, and if you're able to keep him and and, and sign him to an extension – then you have a fighting chance. You have a fighting chance uh, at a lot of things. You have a fighting chance to make the playoffs, not only make the playoffs, but contend uh, for AFC Championship game, even though they haven't got there yet, and also potentially contend for Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. Now, you start over and you hit the reset button, you can go ahead and cancel all that out, out, out the way.
2: Yeah, and the reset button is such a stupid concept for most teams. Like, the idea, in a world where over the four-year period, 18 to 22, Mike Tannenbaum tweeted this out, 56 quarterbacks drafted, eight of those 56 considered to have some level of at least marginal success, and that includes Gardner Minshew, right? Like, mm-hmm. So, that shows you how difficult it is. Like, If your idea is, well, we're just going to reset the quarterback position, cool. You have a much better shot at getting Mike White. Uh, you have a much better shot <laughs> of, or, of getting Zach Wilson. You have a bunch of me- much better shot of getting Jamarcus Russell than you do of getting uh, Lamar Jackson. Like you've got somebody in the room that's been an MVP and you're going to reset it. Cause you want to save money to get another person you that's think might be an part. MVP. That's just that's dumb. That's the
1: scary part. The scary part is that you already have a proven commodity uh, on your own team, on your roster right now in Lamar Jackson. Do you want to roll the dice and try to go with someone that you don't know can play at a high level in the National Football League. You know they can do it at the college level, but you don't know if they can do it in the National Football League at the level that Lamar Jackson has been able to to do it at because he is an MVP winner.
2: Yeah, the the number of quarterbacks that that are just drafted with this concept that they're going to come in and do everything, and you've seen Lamar do everything at this point. Like We're sitting here having conversations about the shortcomings of Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, while we're then turning around and giving benefit of the doubt to all of these college quarterbacks that they will have no shortcomings. Cummings and it just doesn't work that way so I I
1: think Baltimore is taking my chances with Lamar man I I have to you have to as an organization if there's so much unknown by bringing in a rookie quarterback and uh, I'm not gonna sit up and say rookie quarterbacks are bad you have some phenomenal ones but I'm not rolling my dice on no rookie quarterback when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens I'm not doing that.
2: I, I will be very clear on this if you told me tomorrow that the Vegas Raiders had the option between drafting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, two quarterbacks that I like a lot in this draft, or giving never-before-seen, fully-guaranteed money to Lamar Jackson— I would take Lamar Jackson in that situation 100 92. times out of 100 because I want proof of concept at the quarterback position. I don't want to live through five years of Jamarcus Russell, and you just never know. All right, we'll keep breaking it down for you. Diana Rossini going to join us in about 15 minutes. We'll get her thoughts on the latest in the quarterback carousel and what we can figure out's going on out there. But in the meantime, is LeBron to blame for the slam dunk contest? Good take? Hot take? We'll break all the takes down next. Fitz and, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Up, care,
0: Nicknamed the Wizard, Ozzie Newsome was a Hall of Fame tight end and in 2002 was named the first black general manager in the NFL. Under Newsome's watch, the Ravens won two Super Bowls while drafting three Hall of Famers and 25 Pro
1: Bowlers. and Harry the podcast
0: is it a good take that's good great or a hot take
2: how hot red
0: hot find out
1: now with Fitz and Harry
2: you guys know the game by now we play a take from one of our peers, and we figure out: is it good? Is it hot? If it's good, we like it. If it's hot, 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 then someone has lost their damn mind. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, are you a ca- what? What like what, country western? Harry, you want to give us like? A, are you ready? You want to give me a big yeehaw? If you're ready, yeehaw. I mean that's a, that that was yeehaw. Like I was more like a yeah.
1: Like no, no, a- no. Because I have to preserve my voice. In order to do this show, I have a lot of things to do this week. Yeah. Well, you know what? All right.
2: I, I'm like Axel Rose around here. I just treat it you can't like a
1: and bit of a little bit
2: you a little bit of a you half of a I bit
1: of a I bit of a little bit of a little bit of I little bit of a like bit
2: of a little bit of I little bit of a little on get a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of
1: I think you picked the wrong guy if you think that Lamar Jackson is going to fold on this one. He has been a man of principle since before he even got into the league when people suggest that he shouldn't play the quarterback position. He has always put his feet in the ground. And one thing I want to point out here is that not to go too in the weeds, but Mike T talking about that non-exclusive tag at $32 million. I don't even know that Lamar Jackson would play at the exclusive tag at $45
0: million. He ain't stepping foot on the field for $32 million this coming season. No
1: shot. Good take or hot take, Harry? This is a good take. We seen Lamar Jackson last year try to go out there and play without an extension, actually got himself hurt. And Lamar Jackson is everything to the Baltimore Ravens. He's not going out there. He's standing. What the them young folks say? Stand 10 toes down. Lamar Jackson going to stand 10 toes down on this one, Fitz.
2: You know, this is a... Ye- take see see how i did that oh, i had to get away from the mic embarrass so i didn't hear me people.
1: well he's i'm just trying to embarrass you know, i'm just me. showing you how the okay. country folk do it
2: uh no, right. this was this is a great take because lamar has always understood his value his worth but also lamar has made it very clear in this process that i mean like he's 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 set for life right like even just off of last year he's set for life he don't have to do anything so lamar can look around and be like no nah, i'm good thank you very much which would be you know, that would be a heck of a moment. I think it's a good take. All right, Stephen A. Smith, always with takes. He gave you this take on first take about LeBron and whether or not he's to blame for the dunk contest. LeBron ignored that obligation. He said, no, I'm not doing it. And since he made that decision, we've seen year after year after year the dissipation of stars participating in the slam dunk contest. LeBron James is the one responsible for all of that. He's given us everything else.
1: Everything else. But when it comes to all-star slam dunk competition, he never showed up. And it's because of him that others felt it was okay to
2: follow. And that's why the slam dunk contest is not what it used to
1: be. Harry? This is a good take. I agree with him. Me growing up, I was so accustomed to stars on just about every basketball team participating in things such as the All-Star Weekend. Now, when it came to the dunk contest, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, all these guys participated in the slam dunk contest. LeBron James has been the face of the NBA for a very, very long time. He has to get out there and do the dunk contest. Well, it's probably too late now, but within the last, what, Twenty years, he should have done it at least once. And no, he did not.
2: No, this is a hot, this is a hot take. Hot take alert. This is not just a hot take. This is a terrible take. You know who's to blame for the stars not being in the dunk contest? The Stephen A's of the world. The people that want to make everything about a comparison to whatever Michael Jordan did when we'd never seen anything like that in the past. And now, no matter what we see, want to make it pale in comparison. A guy could go out there, jump off of 18 trampolines over four semis, and we'd still be like, well, Michael did it from the free throw line, and nobody'd seen anything like that. The reason stars don't want to compete in the dunk contest is... It's because all we do is doo-doo on the stars for not doing what we think the legends used to do. It's guys like Stephen A. and the way they cover the dunk contest that makes mm. stars not want to be involved. It's our fault, not LeBron's fault. How you like that? I'm coming out.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know about that one, though,
2: buddy. I might be bad um, for my career, by the way. This could be my last bits in Harry, so that was <laughs> it. Was fun while it lasted. I wish mm. I, I he Ian Fitzsimmons uh, tremendous luck filling in so they don't have to change the imaging on the show after I just said that about Stephen Ooh. A. Uh, let's go to LeBron quickly so I can distract everybody. Uh, oh. LeBron said this about the end of the season and how important it is to his career.
0: It's 23 of the most important games of my career for a regular season. And... uh type of mindset that i that i have and um i hope the guys will
1: have coming back off the break Ooh, 23 of the most important games of his career no i, th- I think this is a hot take hot now, take alert I, I, I think these games that they're about to play to finish off the season are important because how are you going to have a guy who surpassed and became the nba leading scorer and then he's not even going to make the playoffs so i think it's important for in those regards But him delivering a championship to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Mm -hmm. nothing got bigger than that in my eyes when it came to LeBron James.
2: Facts. You are so right about it that uh, it is a hot take only because uh, a playoff run that culminates in a championship, whether you want to talk about Cleveland, whether you want to talk about the importance of the play, the championship in the bubble. There have been so many championship moments these 23 games. He was just telling his teammates that he wants them to be out there on the floor. Let's get one more from our teammates as we go through good take, hot take on Fitz and Harry. This is Teddy Bruski, ESPN NFL analyst on Get Up about the Jets, Derek Carr, and what they aren't.
1: You get Derek Carr,
0: you'll be good. I mean, you'll be good, but there's a big three in the AFC. I mean, and eventually, possibly think of, so the big three, you got Mahomes in Kansas City, you got Burrow in Cincinnati, and you've got Josh Allen in Buffalo. So through a playoff run, it is possible that you have to go through two of those teams. Two of those teams, if Mm -hmm. you even get to the playoffs. Can Derek Carr do that? Can Derek Carr take you through the promised land and beat those quarterbacks and those teams? Is that what you want? Or maybe you're a Jet fan. I mean, is all you want the playoffs? Is that all you want is to be competitive? And if that's what you want, go ahead and put all your chips in and go ahead and de- get Derek Carr. But if you want a chance to win a championship, because I believe this is what it's all about, and that is the answer in, in, if you get Aaron Rodgers.
1: You buying that? Mmm. A little bit of it, but here's the thing. The Jets last year, they were able to face the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen and also the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. They played Cincinnati with Joe Flacco, and they lost 27-12. to Joe Flacco had two interceptions in that game. right? So you put a, insert a quarterback in there, I don't know what's going to happen. They also beat Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills once last season. So you can say those three quarterbacks – but also you got to give a lot of more credit to the Jets defense and how they were able to step up and make plays as well I think they're better as a team that a lot of people are actually giving them and not saying just Teddy I'm just saying in, in, in general period so I, I I don't know you're gonna always have to compete against the three the three-headed monster in, in the AFC period anyway yeah but I think adding a, a quarterback like Derek Carr is going to help the jets tremendously
2: yeah, I think this is a hot take just because you look at the rest of the rest of the roster, the way it's built, uh, the, the Jets feel like they are a Super Bowl-caliber roster, and that's all you can be. If you get in the dance, you got a chance. I think it gets them to the dance. Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. All right, one quarterback's no longer in the black hole. One's looking to escape the darkness. So, who will see the light first? Ah-ha. Raiders released quarterback Derek Carr ahead of the deadline where $40 million of his contract's guaranteed. In 2021, Derek Carr midseason was an MVP candidate.
1: I just love the beauty of him being a free and clear free agent. Like the opportunity to be courted, to make a decision based on where you think you can win right away, but also get compensated. Now he'll get a chance to find a team that matches, but also wants him to be on that team. I think this is great for Derek Carr.
2: Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio, the ESPN app Sirius XM, channel lady. I'm Jason Fitz with Harry Cowboy Douglas. I can I give you that nickname? I don't know. I think we're going with Cowboy Douglas. As for the second straight day, he's got a cowboy hat on. Follow me. And a bolo tie. The bolo tie looks good on you. Need to get me a bolo tie just to make America uncomfortable. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's grow the wolf back by one. Diana Rossini, the great Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. Uh, Diana, thanks for the time, as always. Uh, Appreciate you. What's the latest in the Derek Carr sweepstakes from what you know?
0: You guys always thank me for the time, and I appreciate that. I am uh, I'm always honored to just be on the airwaves with you guys because y- you know what you're talking about, and and today I hope to know what I'm talking about when it comes to Derek Carr. So, he had a really good visit with the New York Jets over the weekend, right? So obviously, you know, as a Raider fan, he's no longer there. So now the sweepstakes has been it's it's been a hot market for Derek. Uh, there are teams that are, are certainly poking around trying to figure out what he wants to do. And his brother actually recently, uh, as, as early as last night, was talking uh, on the NFL Network that his brother's going to take some time to really think about what he wants to do. But the meeting in New York, I was told, was was, was really good from the perspective of they feel like it's, it's a good fit. And, you know, the Jets, they, they think he's a really good quarterback. They know they've got a... Legit surrounding cast of players, right? They've got a top D, they got those strong young skill guys, they've got an explosive run game, uh, and, and their pitch to him was strong. It was essentially like, "Hey Derek, come here, be a Jet. You're gonna win with us, and you're gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer." Like that—that that is how much confidence they have in this roster in New York, and they think that Derek Hart can be that good of a fit and, and, and really bring them a championship to New York. So. Look, you got to figure Carr hearing that being in a new place that that wants him as badly as as New York does, I'm sure feels really good. But I I think for him, he's going to have options, and, and we'll see whether or not the Panthers will be the next team to perhaps bring him in. I spoke to sources there uh right now they're 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 just getting sorted out and trying to figure out what they want to do with the quarterback positions considering they've made all these new hires new coaching hires so they're going to try to figure out what the perfect quarterback scenario could be for them but for right now it seems that the New York Jets are 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 strongly aggressive towards Derek Carr
1: and Diana how much does Derek Carr's timing impact Aaron Rodgers
0: oh it's significant I think this is you know we we most people know that Bob Lee, that Aaron Rodgers is currently in his place of darkness. And from what I was told, um, he should be coming out of that soon out of that darkness. Um, and we will see if, if the jets are going to contact the Packers to ask, is he available? Uh, it, it, are they okay? If, if they have conversations with Rodgers and talk about the contract, talk about the fit. Uh, and I know the jets are monitoring this. Um, so we will see if New York makes that contact. I can tell you though, um, the sense I'm getting from from talking to people in New York that that's the plan. And w- with them being all in on Derek Carr right now, and also knowing Aaron Rodgers is there, I think we're going to have a lot of answers by early next week of where the New York Jets are going and what direction they want to take this thing in. Because um, I can tell you, the Green Bay Packers they they're hoping for an answer from Aaron Rodgers as well in terms of what he wants to do, where he wants to be, if he even wants to play uh, over the next week or so. So um, a lot of this stuff is all coming at once. And I definitely think they go hand in hand because look, if if you're Derek Carr and you know, Aaron Rodgers is out there and a team is, is, is hoping, you know, to get him, like a team like New York that does have such a good roster right now, you know, maybe he makes a decision a little quicker. Uh, to shut Aaron out to get there before the Jets can, or perhaps say, all right, I'm I'm all in, let's sign me up now. But we will see. But as his brother, who I would like to think is probably the best source of the game right now, he did say that Derek is going to take some time. So we're going to see how this all unfolds over the next week or so.
2: We're talking to ESPN NFL uh, reporter Diana Rossini. Diana, you just mentioned Aaron Rodgers coming out of the darkness. Hear me out. When other teams are looking at the possibility of trading future equity to acquire the quarterback Mm – is there some level of concern about a quarterback that every year may need days in darkness to figure out if he wants to come back to your team, whatever team that is, when it comes to also giving up equity to trade for
0: him? You're one of my friends because you're a normal thinker. You, you have a very normal perspective on things because that's how I think. Right? <laughs> like, that has been my question to the team that have interested in him. And nobody seems to care in the league that he does this. That's, not
2: that's wild to me. That's, Diana, yes like, that's wild to me. How can you run a franchise and be like, well, he may or may not be with that. That's crazy to me.
0: I, because of talent. And, and that's just what happens. Everyone knows what he can do. I talked to Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets in Arizona on the red carpet, about this. And and he's, look, he, he wasn't going to tamper, so he wasn't going to give me much in terms of their true interest in Aaron Rodgers. But he acknowledged they know what greatness is. And Aaron Rodgers' greatness, even at 38 years old. And, and, you know, the contract is doable. The contract is doable, especially for the Jets and what they've got in terms of cap and what they're able to afford. So, um, no, I don't think that scares off teams. Like, like it's, it would scare me off if I was running a team. But they don't seem to care about that. And, and I think Aaron Rodgers knows that. He knows it, which is why he can do this why he gets away with it and, and it's why he'll continue to just follow his heart. And it's, it's you know, I had one um, general manager of the league say to me, w- what's the big deal? He's, he has to find himself. Everybody does. Nobody has all the answers. Um, and I feel like we could probably talk about this for another hour or so about how, well, you don't need to go about it that way, but Quarterback like him, I think there's a lot of teams that, that are sitting here reading and hoping when he comes out of darkness, the choice he's making is to continue playing football, just not for the Packers.
2: I love that we live in a world where draft picks are constantly asked if they have any other interests because it'll be held against them. But Aaron Rodgers can go into the darkness for a week, and everybody's like, no, it's cool. You're right, talent always wins. I, I'm not blind to that. Diana, you are the most talented. We always appreciate you hanging out with us. Thanks for your time, my friend. Thanks,
0: guys. I'll talk to you next week.
2: That's the great Diana Rossini, ESPN, NFL reporter. Uh, and, and look, I, I'm not stupid, contrary to popular belief, Harry. Not a total moron. I get why everybody wants Aaron Rodgers. I just think that, that that conversation, like, this is what happens when your buddy starts dating somebody that's crazy, and you know he always attracts somebody that's crazy, and you just got to sit there and be like, all right, let's roll the dice. And then in a year when they're crazy, you're like, I told you so. Like,
1: when Aaron Rodgers How, how did you know from- about my everyday life with my friends? <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: like I, I get it, and, you know, I also get that my favorite franchise definitely attracts crazy. Like, I get all of this. Like, it just feels like more and more I'm – I'm going to spend my entire summer drinking. Uh, all right, we'll keep breaking out all the news, especially if we get any breaking news. Today is Tuesday, so uh, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is out of the darkness yet to talk to Pat McAfee, but we can only hope. If it happens, we'll keep you updated on it. In, in the meantime, this is the most important stretch for one franchise, and it's not the New York Jets. We'll talk about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.
1: and Harry, the podcast. three of the most important games of my
0: career for a regular season.
1: Lakers might have to go something like 17-6 and six in order to make
2: up that gap. It's a major challenge ahead. The way the West has looked, I can't
1: dismiss the possibility that the Los Angeles Lakers could make some noise. And I think as these pieces are better pieces than what they had before, I still see this team being, you know, an eight seed who goes out or has an exit in the first round. You're always
0: going to give them a chance because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis.
2: Is it the 23 most important regular season games of LeBron James' career? Maybe, maybe not. But in saying it, there was a message, a very specific message being delivered to very specific people. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, hanging out with you. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's the, uh, it's the moment everybody's heard. It's a conversation from LeBron. This is what he said about the last 23 games of this season in the regular season. It's
0: 23 of the most important games of my career for a regular season. And uh, it's type of mindset that I, that I have and um, I hope the guys will have coming back off the break.
2: Harry, you know locker rooms better than I ever will. You know locker rooms better than most. It's hard for me not to hear all of those words from LeBron and not think that he is pointing that straight to his locker room because we know the legacy of LeBron, but he's got to give everybody in that locker room, including Anthony Davis, a reminder that there is too much on the line to miss the playoffs. He needs his guys to step up. I think this was a message to them and specifically to A.D.,
1: Most definitely. You look at a LeBron-led Lakers team, since he has arrived, they made the uh, playoffs twice, winning the NBA championship down in the bubble, and then the early exit in another year. The other two years, they didn't even make the playoffs, and one of those years was last year. So you fast-forward to this year, and you see where they're sitting right now in the 13th seed, and a lot of work for them to do, but that is a message to everyone on that roster, hey, we don't have time for the B.S., to, 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 to bring it to locker room talk, it's, it's go time, right? We don't have time for load management games. The the Lakers can't afford to have guys out because of load management. They're trying to make the playoffs and get in a situation where to where they can contend for a title. Do I think they're going to be able to do it? No, I don't. But that's what LeBron James and having him on your team, that's what it brings to the rest of the guys. Your mindset has to be that way. And I look at him being able to 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 achieve the – you know, the NBA leading scoring record of all time. And that, that would really be daunting in my eyes for that to occur and happen and your team not make the playoffs. So it's just reassuring – that everyone is on the same P's and Q's and everyone has the same mindset and letting everyone know that we don't have any room for error.
2: I love what you said about it's go time because I keep thinking about when I got a tattoo with Max Crosby at the NFL Draft, and I asked him about at the time the season before the Raiders went on a run at the end of the year and made the playoffs. And I asked Max what the difference was, and he said after they got their butts whooped by Kansas City, they all came into the locker room one day and they said, we got two choices right now. We can fold or we can go all in. And the leaders in that locker room made sure that they went all in. They went on a run, they went to the playoffs. I think there's a back-against-the-wall mentality that sometimes for guys that that play, and and you know this, the guys that played like you understand the scenario, the situation. You understand the hole you've dug yourself into. Now you got to find a way out, right? And either you have that next gear or you don't. And we know LeBron does. I think LeBron here is telling everybody. Because remember, when they acquired AD, there was supposed to be this cross-section. It was supposed to be the eventual decline of Mm -hmm. LeBron along with the rise. And AD takes over. Right and and what have yep. we seen instead like we've seen lebron be superman and mm-hmm. ad be super invisible more often than not right like so that's why yep. i keep looking at this from an athlete from a from a locker room guy i just feel like there's this moment where lebron's looking at ad and being like hey these 23 games mean that much to me how much do they mean to you which is now, a w- message that spreads to
1: everybody i will say this there is a message there for anthony davis but also we got to remember guys they just acquire numerous of guys on their roster that wasn't there before. Rui Hachimura, he just got there. Mo Bamba, Malik Beasley, and D'Angelo Russell. So it's also a message to those new guys to let them know, hey, we don't have time to be playing around. The time is now for us to make this run in order for us to be able to make the playoffs.
2: And that, that hits me because when we talked to your brother, Tony, that played in the NBA and played with LeBron, he talked a lot about I know it sounds like a cliche to everybody, but I really walked away from our time talking to Tony and him talking about like sort of the standard is the standard. Like LeBron has a certain expectation in everything yep. you do when you're around him. To your point, when you've acquired a bunch of new pieces that are maybe trying to learn that, And then all of a sudden he goes out and says, man, these are 23 of the most important games of the regular season of my entire career. That has to, if if you have any give a damn in you for the situation you're in, that has to hit. If you have that, holy cow, I play with LeBron in you, then that has to hit different, right? Like that has to be a wake-up call for anybody that just stepped into that locker room and now realizes what the expectation is.
1: Yeah, it's very eye-opening. And everyone who was acquired now on that roster via trade Now they're looking at this saying, you know what? Hey, our leader has spoken. I know I just got here, but we know who the leader is. He just spoke. And now we got to take everything to another level because they are behind the eight ball. And that's the thing. When you're behind the eight ball, you're the 13th seed. Everything has to ramp up and be taken to uh, another level times two for you to get into a a position to where you want to be come playoff time.
2: Well, and and it speaks to the urgency, you know, which is difficult in the NBA in the regular season. Because we've talked a lot about the fact that I feel like players, organizations, media have downplayed the importance of the regular season. But then what happens when you do that a bunch? It's like when you sort of let yourself go during the holidays and you wake up at the end of the holidays and you're like, oh, man. I got to get in the gym. Like, there's this moment where if you're the Lakers, this thing went the way of, like, too many uh, peppermint lattes and too many ice cream cakes at Christmas, and you wake up and you're like, I need to get this fixed. I need to get this fixed right now. Uh, You have to sort of wake everybody up. You got to shake things up a little bit to wake people up when they've been coasting through a regular season that may not feel like it has the same level of importance because of the way the NBA works. That's really the end of my thought, Harry. That's, that's, that's all I had to say to Harry. Uh, all of this, let me ask you this. Do you think it has a big impact? Like, does it change the way the Lakers play in the last uh,
1: 20, 23 games? Well, I, I don't think they have, a, a, you know, an outstanding hard schedule, you know, down the stretch. But I think other people that are competing, too, they don't have a hard schedule. I think this team is going to be different from what we've seen the first half of the uh, of the season. I think they're going to be able to make some plays. But you also got to look at it. – it can go sideways and go the other way as well. I mean, it's not like they have been the best team in the, in the NBA this season. There hasn't been any consistency with this team, I don't I don't believe. Uh, that's one of the reasons why you make the trade that you made and bring over the guys that you brought over because you need more guys to make more plays for you. You need the, the floor to be spaced out that much more as well. So let's see what happens.
2: I think one of the interesting things about the timing of the All-Star break for whatever it's worth in the NBA – is that you don't walk out of it with half the season left. You walk out of it with uh, 45 days left, right? So you got a bunch of games to cram it into a little bit of time. You find out quickly, to use a video game analogy, how much turbo button you got left in you. And you better have plenty of that turbo button if you want to get yourself into this NBA race, if you're the Lakers, and then, more importantly, even make a difference in the playoffs. Because it's not just about getting there with LeBron. It's about getting something out of it once you do get there. Speaking of getting there, there are a bunch of young quarterbacks across the NFL that have gotten to the playoffs. The question is, which of them will get their first Super Bowl next? We'll break it down. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.